Settling down, watching the movies and shows that you want to watch. Not dealing with family. I don't know. I don't have family here, so I imagine people with their families might seem stressed out. That's that's a thing, right, Ab? Yeah, absolutely. Like even though the three of us are kind of each other's family, um, uh, I think we all know that it can get stressful and hectic. So, love to everybody out there who has been through Thanksgiving today, and also let's have some fun. Okay. Let's fucking let's have the best episode ever. All right. Let's pressure. Let's do it. How, I how think do we, we can do it. Do it. Let, let, I'm relaxed. I had a good morning already. I watched the parade. Yeah. Um, and I'm ready to make some food after this. So, yeah, I'm in a good space. Jacob, what's up, man? Hey, um, doing good. Watched Critters today. So. Oh, cool. So you're good. All set um, up. Yeah, I'm cool. good to go. Yeah. You know, it was weird. I was watching the we were watching the Macy's parade this morning and it's like I'm watching it and it's like, oh, the Ninja Turtles. Oh, cool. Back to the future. Sesame Street, <laughs> Ronald McDonald. I'm like, it's all this. It's we're stuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. It wasn't even that it was just the Ninja Turtles because they had the Mutant Mayhem Turtles, but they had Belle Biv DeBoe. Is that how you say that? Belle Biv DeBoe performing Poison, their song from that like 19, like 1988. And I'm like, we are not going to be able to progress with nostalgia. And I no, like we're it. not because I'm sitting there like, oh, those are the specific turtles that I met. When I was in New York, they were the, it was the Comic Con Turtles. Yeah, it was the same ones. That the we same did. ones, huh? Same same ones. I was gonna like post a picture, be like, I know these guys, and then I realized <laughs> what that would look like on the internet, so I didn't. I know these. Hey, I'm friends with these celebrities. I know these guys. <laughs> uh, well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. We appreciate everybody being here. Lot to be thankful for this year. I was kind of um, Jake. I was kind of in my. Yeah my brain space today thinking about all the things I was thankful for thinking about the year we've had the things we've got coming up. We haven't even been able to do like proper traditional. Yes. Have some in a couple weeks because we got the, the frozen empire trailer. It's just been chaotic, but it's all yeah. good stuff, but it's exciting. Are you, are you feeling the same way? Yeah. Is there's a lot to talk about and there's been a lot to talk about. And even though we podcast like three times, a day. A week. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like that. It just it just feels like there's we're podcasting on holidays. We're constant. I mean, we're just like we're gonna talk about horror nights a little bit, I think. Yeah, tonight. And that was like it's almost December, and we're just now talking about horror nights. I know, mm-hmm. I know. I think the Frozen Empire trailer kind of caught it caught me by surprise. It was earlier, like I kind of pride myself. Well, it wasn't in the forecast. It wasn't that it was gonna get that cold. That it wasn't gonna have a death no. chill. But it, but I think yeah. it hit about three four weeks earlier than I was expecting, so it kind of threw everything into chaos. But we're here. I've got a. You ever drink one of these these nitro cold brews? No, it's a good. I'm good. excited. Yeah, these are good. This is gonna get me pumped cool. up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna get my heart rate going. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm surprised to that. see you drinking coffee or anything that's not. Have I ever seen you drink a coffee before? Listen, I want to say I want to make an announcement right now. This is the first time in my life I've um, ever drank anything that's not a Coke Zero. On the podcast. No, You've had it, one of those nitros nope. before. I remember you get really hyper. My mom gave me Diet Coke my whole life. 
I uh, the doctor recommended breastfeeding, and then she said, "Nope, Diet Coke." <laughs> and uh, you went straight to the fountain. <laughs> I went to the Coke Naturally factory. Grips onto it. I was born in a Coke factory. I was. Um, no, man, I'm excited about tonight. So let's recap. We, we were all just together for Abby's uh, birthday weekend, which was a lot of fun. Happy birthday, Abby! Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry if I overshadowed you, Jacob. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. This is why it just Jacob's birth. That's a toy anxiety. It, guys, <laughs> it was a joke. I was being sarcastic. I'm like, getting I mad. enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a fun weekend. We saw Thanksgiving, uh, the new Eli Roth movie. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And one thing I wanted to bring up, Jacob, we all, I think it was your first time watching it. We we watched Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I've been dying. I, we have we watched it. You seem to enjoy it, but I, I've since that's been a staple for, for us for the last couple of years, I really wanted to get your thoughts on it because uh, you had never seen it before. Yeah, I did like it. Um, um, never seen it before. I had, you know, seen some of the characters, but didn't really, just wasn't familiar. Didn't know what it was. Um, but I thought it was funny. And uh, you know, like I said, I think I mentioned this on Toy Anxiety. I like how, you know, like uh, passive aggressive everybody is in it to each other. It's very funny. Um, I like the fact that the bad guys win the uh, talent show for like seemingly no reason. I don't know. It's not. It's not because they're better than everybody. Did they else. not rock you. I mean, they did, did but it's but it seemed like nobody liked it. But they still <laughs> had but them win. But they're afraid they're going to get beat up by the. No, band. I don't know. I don't. I'm the a little confused. Was... But I thought it was good. It was fun. The songs were nice and sweet and. Uh, yeah, it was good. It's good to yeah. see like a, a classic, like Muppet thing that I hadn't seen. Feels yeah, good. I was happy to watch you smile while we were all watching that. Yeah, um, I didn't even watch. It. I just looked at your face the whole time to see if you were oh, smiling. Stop it! <laughs> that's, that's a weird <laughs> thing to say. No, but the what's the I ba- did it, not the whole time. What's during good songs? What's the bad guy's name? The band? Uh, Chuck. No, the whole band. The, um, the nightmare. The, yeah, the nightmare river, band. River they just called the nightmare, aren't they? The nightmare. Yeah, but the River Bottom Nightmare Band is what. Yeah, that's like their full name. Their talent's undeniable. So even if people didn't enjoy it, sure, you got to win the talent mm-hmm. show. Yeah, um, well, I like the snake a lot. He's cool. I like the fish in the tank. We've talked yeah. about it a lot. Classic Jim Henson, uh, Muppets, and uh, just the the voice acting. There's there's a little bit of uh, even though it's like for kids. There's some adult themes throughout it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just great. It's yeah, with a wider audience in mind, and it's very inclusive, and I love it. And it's got the best music. And like you're saying, Jacob, the uh, the neighbors are all kind of like cranky and me, and everybody's poor, uh, which I can relate to. And yeah, it's a sweet story. And then it ends at a restaurant with like them all playing. They all get together. a job. I love that part. <laughs> yes, the happy ending is they all get to. Work, work at a at restaurant like, for like yeah. minimum wage. I'm like, this is and that's, that's the sweet happy ending for all. So yeah, I actually yeah, that is one of the reasons I like it. Yeah, it's a good ship. Um, so uh, that was a lot of fun. Happy birthday, Abby. Uh, we went to Retro Toy Con. You can hear a little bit about that in uh, our episode of Toy Anxiety from this week. And uh, yeah, so let's let's get cracking here. So um, we saw Thanksgiving. Um, which is the Eli Roth movie based on his uh, trailer from Grindhouse that I, I remember seeing Grindhouse in theaters whenever it was 15 years ago. And I thought the fake trailers were 
amazing. And the thing, me yeah. and my friend, like the Thanksgiving trip, it was always part of like our, like our dialect. I always loved that fake trailer and uh, I don't, but I'm not that big on Eli Roth. Like I haven't like gravitated to his movies. I know he was kind of an up and coming hot horror director at one time, did the hostile movies, or I don't even know if he did the second one. I know he did the first one. Um, and obviously he's great in, um, uh, in glorious bastards. Um, and he's part of our universe. Cause I know he's good friends with Jason Reitman. They did a whole podcast together talking about afterlife uh, a couple years ago, but all that to be said, Thanksgiving is out. Reviews are good. It's making some money. Jacob, you're the, you're our horror uh, aficionado here. So I want to kind of start with you. What was your anticipation of this movie? Um, I, you know, I thought it looked fun. And uh, and it was fun. I liked Grindhouse. I like all the fake trailers. I think it's cool that it's been like 16 years and they're, you know, at this point, I think two of those, two or three of those trailers are full length movies now. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and Thanksgiving is the one that always seemed really silly and, and like it would be fun to watch. And uh, and I'm excited. Like any any kind of holiday horror movies are fun anyway. There's not a ton of Thanksgiving horror movies out there is a couple but like there's just not a ton so it was it's nice to uh to have something new to watch uh to maybe put like in a rotation and it was also just the movie itself was just um it was just like a classic slasher film it's got some fun it was funny we were all laughing we're laughing it's got some gross stuff in it which i like i did feel for an eli roth film and based on the trailer, it's not as brutal as his other movies. And it is not as brutal as the fake trailer was. Right. It's toned down, which is a little bit of a bummer. You're but saying it, it could be it, more brutal. Well, it it, it it it's definitely toned down. There like even some of the stuff that's in the some of the stuff that is in the short, you know, the trailer that is also in the movie is done differently. The filming is less gritty looking. It, it's just, it is a little more polished and a little more mainstream. Sure. Than I would have expected from an Eli Roth movie or what I would have expected watching the fake trailer. Right. Because the original trailer is definitely supposed to kind of fit into like grindhouse B or C movie style. Yeah. Um, this movie is polished. It looks great. It's well acted. Like it, it does mm-hmm. feel like a mainstream movie. Um, but I, I really liked it. Abigail, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't feel at all like it was uh, holding back because um, I don't think I watched the trailer before going into it. I kind of wanted to just take it in. And I was very taken aback and surprised. It was like a disgusting, grisly little morsel. Um, it was tasty and there were moments of mm. like absolute gross out that I really enjoyed. Um, like Jacob was saying, some of the gross stuff that like, oh, stomach churning stuff. We uh, had a dinner reservations after this movie, which I found to be funny. But um, <laughs> to I, me, yeah, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't for me, the level of like gratuity and uh, gross stuff was like balanced out by the fact that it's kind of campy and it is funny. And for those reasons, it is nice to have this as a as a Thanksgiving Day movie it, to return to. It's like the like we don't. I don't want to do like plot point 
breakdown. We'll get into some spoiler territory uh, as we talk about it, but it it's so over the top that it's like you almost can't help but laugh at everything. Mm-hmm. Like even so, kind of the plot is about like this Black Friday gone wrong and and the aftermath and seeing like the riot out of the whatever it's called right mart it's supposed to be like a walmart and like people are like dying like it's just, mm-hmm. and, and really gross like over the top grizzly ways mm-hmm. uh i was smiling the whole time like i thought to me as somebody who like i'm not a diehard horror fan or diehard slasher fan but it remind it was to me it was a good throwback to like an original like when scream came out in 96 and then it was like i know what you did last summer and then like Final Destination, Urban Legend. It was kind of like the diminishing return returns. of a slasher. Yeah, it, it felt like, oh, this is kind of like, this could be a series. And what mm-hmm. I really liked about it, because I, I don't think I was fully expecting, it is a, oh my God, who's the killer type of yeah. movie, mm-hmm. which which mm-hmm. to me is... That's why re- we're saying Scream. Like you, right. Yeah. It's really fun when it's like, you don't know who the killer is, and that is a plot point, and they're throwing like red herrings at you. And, and we all know. find out as an audience at the same time who the killer is, and it's at a really cool moment. That is... I love that, the foresight, and um, I thought it was well executed. Um, before we were... I want to make a major spoiler announcement before we talk about like who the killer is and all that because we should get into that um but jake how did you think it like i don't know how did you think it compared to other modern horror yeah well i mean it feels a little more it feels like i mean like you just said it feels a little more like scream and some of that earlier slasher stuff and it like feels a little bit more like old you know like terror train or like black christmas or some of these like you know, through the seventies and eighties, there were a ton of these slasher movies that were like, this one's on a train or this one's at a summer camp, but isn't, you know, uh, Jason or this one is this. And they're all, there's so many of them and there's all these tropes that they use. And this movie does the same kind of thing. And it felt like it was, you know, it felt like it was of that time and not really of this time. Right. And, uh, and I like that. I like it's 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 like it's it's just fun to see a movie like that that doesn't, you know, like I, I like movies like Talk to Me and stuff like those movies are all great, but everything is so serious now, and everything right. takes itself so seriously mm-hmm. that it's nice to see something that doesn't take itself seriously, but is still well made and is still like still looks good, is actually funny, actually has some like you know, gross out stuff. Like there were a lot of exciting moments in the movie and none of it felt like dumb to a, yeah, it's you like, know what I mean? Like, go ahead. Look, oh, I was just going to say it's senseless fun, but it's like really well done fun. And um, I think it's great for the YHS audience. Like it is like just, it made it for us. Yeah. It's like a delight to take <laughs> your brain off of all the serious movies, which is what you're saying, Jacob. Yeah. Didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. No, well, no, it's, good. it's, um, uh, Modern horror, elevated horror, A24, like everything is really well made and very serious. Sometimes there's not a lot of levity in those types of movies. And also there's a lot of like socio-political messaging in those movies. And when this movie starts with with Black Friday and like the hyper-consumerism of Black Friday, I was like, oh, is this going to be like, uh, are they going to kind of hammer us over the head with like, capitalism is bad which yeah that's part of it but it's more there to just set up 
the yeah. plot. To, yeah, to build tension and show the the dark side of like the duality of man and like how right. that can come out. But the fact that the whole movie takes place in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and they're giving out all the John Carver masks, and there's a lot of really good Thanksgiving like puns. Like I actually thought it was like well written and very, mm-hmm. yeah. very funny. Extremely entertaining. And we keep saying the word polished, but that that's what I keep coming back to. Um and refreshing, I would say. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, so Patrick Dempsey is the lead in this movie. Um, he Jake, he's kind of having a He's kind of having a moment. Well, he's kind of the lead, right? Well, he's the. I would say Jess is the lead. Well, he's the. Um, let me let me say he's the known actor. Uh, Sure, I didn't know who he was. I was like, who is this? I didn't know he was like a. (laughs) Right. Uh. So, but he's but he we were just talking about he was voted uh, People Magazine. Well, I don't know voted. I don't think there's a vote, but People Magazine named him sexiest man of the year. Yeah. Uh, so he he's out there pat it's it's yeah, we're back. yeah. he's having Patrick a did. good he's having yeah. a good month he's having he's a back, moment yeah but really i didn't know the rest of the cast um at all so there's uh Je- her name's jess right the the lead she is like kind of an yeah. unknown mm-hmm. addison ray as gabby she's like a social media person um and then it's literally like all unknowns but i i don't know i thought everybody in the movie was good and that's saying something because when you have an ensemble like to me think about i want to get better about not putting other things down to make a point of why this is good but i'm just going to do it anyway think about (laughs) i say i'm going to make a point to not do something and then just fucking do it and just do it yeah think about how much better this cast of young people in high school age or young college age was versus like the last two scream movies yeah like to me, there's more chemistry. What did I say? Did I bring up the scream word? I just don't want to think about the scream movies. Um, but well, we're gonna well, one, we're gonna have to. No, we're not. Um, one of the well, one of the things that's interesting about the cast is like your your main like group of friends. Um, you know, uh, Jess is like the main. You know, she's like the final girl, and you like her. Right, but all of her friends are awful. You right. know what I mean, and in in they're they're the main like they are the main cast of characters that you're following, and they're friends of you know the heroine basically, but they all suck, and like you don't really like any of them. All the guys are like pieces of shit, and they're yeah, gross it's like true slasher dumb. film. Yeah, but it's like you enjoy watching them. Because you're like, it, it's it's honestly it's a smart thing to do in a movie like this. Instead of making all of your main characters likable, make them annoying so you like are into it when they get killed. Yeah, it's like we're all here for the same thing. We want to see something disgusting and violent like that happening, and to just like be real about it and like celebrate it and make it something that's extremely fun and joyful that. Instead of making it like, I don't know, having a deeper message. It's just like, no, I want to see this fucking bitch die. Like, I literally just want to see that. <laughs> hey, I, I'm trying. So, okay. Not the ex-boyfriend, not the baseball player, but the the new boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, Packies looks like he just got off at the gap. Yeah. He is the most like they that is an archetype of 
good looking, like almost like Skeet Ulrich. Like, I don't trust this guy. Yeah. He's a little overbearing, overprotective. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's good fun. Let's uh, I, I would recommend it. This is a YHS recommends, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- three thumbs up. Yeah. Also watch the trailer it's based on if you haven't seen it. Yeah, watch the original. We'll go There's watch. a couple shocking things in that trailer okay. that didn't make it to the movie. Can we, let's, a little spoiler warning for a couple minutes. Did anybody have a particularly favorite kill in this movie? Kathleen. Which it? Kathleen. The stepmom? Mm-hmm. The reveal uh, yeah. of her on yeah. the table. I thought that was, it just felt, it was so campy and I loved it. Was she yeah. was cooked, right? Yeah, once she she's cooked, cooked and comes out and like once <sighs> uh, John Carver is like, having everybody do their gratefuls around the table. That was my favorite moment of the whole movie. I'm just yeah. like, yeah. this is like me, A, and it's also just <laughs> such a funny juxtaposition. Yeah. 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 Um, me too. One of the things, God, why does it keep doing that? Um, mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites too, but I, but I don't want to keep comparing it to the, I'm going to do what Craig did. I don't want to keep comparing it to the trailer it's based <laughs> on, but I'm about to do that. In the trailer, he also has like a, a character cooked like a turkey like that. Yeah. But he also cuts her head off and sews her head onto a regular turkey. So it's like a little uh, turkey body with a oh, head on wow. it. And that seems very funny to me. And then he fucks it. Oh. <laughs> well, now I know why I probably didn't see that trailer. I probably <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> playing anywhere that I was. That's funny. Yeah. Um... And, it, and that's just a funny moment. But uh, but I think that was probably my favorite. Um, the trampoline's hard to watch, I think. Um, also done differently in the trailer than it is in the movie, but you know, sure. equally is like, ugh. Oof. Um, yeah, those are really good. Um, I thought the uh, I thought the execution was good. And one thing I want to give another piece of credit to this movie. Um, and talk to me did this pretty well. Um, also. When you're because Instagram is used as kind of uh, part of the the plot in this movie, right? So so the the killer is making Instagram posts and tagging them in it, mm-hmm. and on paper that sounds like, hey, don't do that, but it works. And Instagram is like it's not a fleeting part of our lives. Like we've all been using it for ten years. It and works, it, yeah. When your characters are addicted to social media and are affected by it, so that's the main way that they would communicate. It's not like over the phone or something. right, right. So I thought that was really, and there was a really funny moment when, when he makes his first post with like one of the kills, and he tags everybody. And it had, and Abby looked over. She's like, "Who's liking this post?" They have like two hundred <laughs> likes. Yeah, I was like, he's got like six hundred fifty nine likes. Like who's but I guess he's paying there, for there, followers. There's the commentary. There it is. <laughs> yeah, he's well, paying that, for followers. A hundred percent. Right, those are bots. Um, <laughs> so let's let's kind of get into this. Will be the mega spoiler territory because we got to do a little bit talk about the uh, the reveal here here, um, the killer. So there's a lot of misdirection and and you don't know who it's going to be and you're thinking about it the whole movie. I kind of had a feeling it wasn't a when the reveal happened, I was like, that, that makes sense. But when they, they tell you why I was cracking up. It's so <laughs> funny. So here's your final warning for a couple minutes. Okay. We're going to say who the killer is and all that shit. We're so. going to say who the killer is. Um, so it's revealed that 
Um, Patrick Dempsey uh, is the killer, the, the, the lead police officer, who's one of the first characters you meet in the movie. He's very likable, very charming. Um, and he, his reason Single. why. Is he new in town? He's not new in town, but he's no. you find but they out, make a point of saying he's single. Right, but you well, find out he was having he's, an affair. He's single because he's well, doing he was, it because the person he was with was killed at the Black Friday thing. Right. Okay. He was right. having an affair. Oh, okay, with, okay, okay, got hold it. On, got it. Let me just fucking say it. He was having an affair with the store owner's wife and she was pregnant. Okay. Right? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but the way they revealed the they showed the ultrasound. I was like, this is so silly. It was like giving you the reason why he was so mad that he got his revenge by taking it out on all these teenagers who got in early. It was so funny. Again, on paper, it sounds silly. Yeah. Abby, did you see that coming? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I thought it was really funny justification and motivation, though, for the killer. And uh, I just I loved the the setup of them all at the table. And like, that's like just nice storytelling to have everybody around at the end and like to slowly be building kill upon kill. I found that to be really a uh, great storytelling. I enjoyed yeah, it. Let's go. Um, Jacob, what'd you think? Yeah. Was that, was that a satisfying reveal for you? Yeah, it was fine, but I knew it was him. Um, uh, I, I, I had a feeling that it was one or both of the cops about halfway through and that, that feeling never left me. So, and, and I'm not, if I would have known that Patrick Dempsey, I didn't know that that's who that was. Like if I heard that name, I would be like, Oh, I've heard that name before. Right. Right. But I didn't, I wouldn't recognize who that is. Sure. If I would have known it was him, but I would have known it was like, then of course he's the killer, right? right. Going into a movie obvious. with a whole bunch of unknowns, but one guy who's like kind of famous and like, he's the cop. Of course, he's the killer. Like to by me, that time, just makes sense. By the time of the reveal, I I for sure was up to speed with who he was. Like as he walks out to the parade, and it's like kind of like duh, obviously. Yeah, but well, leading up to it, I wasn't suspecting it. Well, it's like when you watch these kind of movies, or when I watch these kind of movies where there's a killer, the things that you have to look out for are you have to see what the person is shaped like first of all. There's not a lot of people in this movie that are shaped like the killer is shaped. And I'm like, both of the cops are, you know, they're both kind of sure. lean, but then you have to start saying, okay, who's never in a scene with the, with the killer. Who's not been in a shot with the killer yet. The cops, they're the only two who aren't ever. They're the two who aren't killed, ha- aren't dead yet. And they're the two who are like, never are they in the same frame as the killer. So it's got to be one of them, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of where my brain was going. And there was a point where I thought maybe it was both of them and they were like going full scream. And then there was a part, there was a point uh, towards the parade where I was like, maybe the whole town's in on it and they're all trying to kill the people that did the riot and it's multiple people, you know, but then, you know, it's revealed it's the one cop, but I was like, I knew it had to be one of those guys. Dang. I like this. I like this analysis. Yeah. I just knew I, it, obviously this was right before they do the reveal, but they did the classic horror movie thing where he's hurt on the ground, but you don't see how he got hurt. 
Right. But it's like, oh, it's, you that's think like, he might be dead, but it's like they don't. Right. It's not confirmed. Yeah. If that ever happens to a character, they're in on it, you know, or like, or they're coming back. Like, right, right. If someone says a character's dead, but you didn't see it happen, they're not dead. Right, mm-hmm. right. Ooh, I love horror movies. Yeah, it'd be cool. I think there's room for a sequel or for many more. I yeah, hope I hope they. I hope they just make up a reason to keep having them. You know. Sure. Yeah. Well, they also they also don't find his body at the end, right? And they 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 do a strange focus on on one of the firemen. Is the the firemen are all walking out and they they're all covered and it's like oh, it's him. One of the fire. He's in one of the. The next one they have to the plot has to be the classic like Plymouth, Massachusetts has banned Thanksgiving. Yeah. You can't close the parks on Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go see it. Really fun. Hey, I was looking at Eli Roth's uh, Wikipedia here. I've mm-hmm. never seen his first movie was Cabin Fever. I've never seen that movie. Is it great? It's it's silly. It's, it's fun. Silly. Yeah, it's got some weird. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but it's um, it, it's a very good like out of the gate movie right. for him. And I I th- you know, I, I like Eli Roth and I, I like how excited he is about horror movies. And he's I've listened to some of his podcasts and he had a thing on Shudder and I and I really liked it. But the movies in between Cabin Fever and this one, I've always been like, oh, they're they're fine. You know, they haven't been my favorite. Right. Little hit or this miss. movie. This movie is probably my favorite of his movies. But Cabin Fever is good. I remember Ryan seeing Cabin, some Cabin Fever. Yeah. Right. Who? Yeah, yeah, right yeah. I remember I remember seeing that movie in the theater and just being like, what the fuck is happening? Because like it's sil- it's got some silly stuff in it. It's pretty good. I remember having that feeling when we saw Cabin in the Woods in theaters. Like I'm it's, surprised yeah. we even saw that in theaters. Like what happened in our life where we're like, I remember I was like, oh, Chris Hemsworth, he's like a name, isn't he? And it's like he wasn't. And then I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, happy for Eli Roth. Happy for Thanksgiving. Good mm-hmm. movie. Um, uh, I, we, I think we should mention the scream stuff since we, we do talk about scream a lot on this podcast. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Lots of stuff going down as far as scream seven goes. I don't want to get into the sociopolitical nature of what's happening, but this week, uh, shit hit the fan. They were about to go into production on scream seven. They fired, uh, the lead actress, Melissa Barrera, who was the if you remember the last two movies, she is the daughter of um Skeet Ulrich's character, Billy, Billy Loomis. Billy Loomis. Billy Loomis. Mm-hmm. I didn't kill anybody. Uh he's great. Um she's fired. Jenna Ortega not coming back. There's mixed messaging on whether or not Jenna Ortega was already not coming back, and they decided to just clean house. Now there's rumors that. Uh, they're going to rewrite the script. Nev Campbell is going to be back. Patrick Dempsey uh, is going to be back. You know, he's the. He is having a moment. He's having a moment. They they saw Thanksgiving. They were like, fire the entire cast to scream. Get us <laughs> what if he's the killer of the, the next scream? He might. The be. odds are he is because yeah, he just succeeded in Thanksgiving. Yeah, he he just won Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> Jake, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this stuff? No, not really. I, I I don't like it sucks, you know, for that kind of stuff to happen. And right. And I mean, like you just said, the first scream is 
it's one of the best movies. It's like one of the best horror movies of all time. I, I love it. I think it's a, I think it's a perfect movie, but um, I just think each one has gotten worse and worse since then. And we're, we were at six of them. They're, they're, they're just not, I've really not enjoyed the last, mm-hmm. you know, four screen movies. And uh, so part of me is like, maybe it needs, maybe it needs a shakeup, you know, maybe yeah. it needs something ha- to happen to, to, to make it better. I don't, I don't want to see it fail. No. Right. But I also, I don't, but I don't like really care about what's yeah. ha- like, I just don't care. When you start with the highest standard, it's all going to be depreciating. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. tough. Well, we'll, we'll keep, well, Hey, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll I'll see. keep an eye on it. I'll, I don't, I'm going to go see it no matter what. Sure. I'll go, I'll go watch it. And I'll, hope, you know, I got, number. I got really excited for not the last scream, but what? Five. S5. I was really, I was really excited and I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm, I think I'm into this. And I, I think I want to like, I went and I rewatched one through four, like right before five came out, I wore a fucking scream mask to the theater. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I hated it. I was like, this movie sucks. You know, I was like, this sucks. So after the Melissa Barrera firing that Jed Ortega is leaving, one of the scream sites on Twitter yesterday said, uh, new report just breaking out. Ghostface has been fired from Scream 7. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Movie business is fucking wild. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll it's see. All silly. We will always have the moment where we were with the, the guy who voices Ghostface. Yeah. Where we met him at a con and we had to go into a small closet with him to For record bumper. a bumper. And that's what we'll always yeah. have. Hey, he did a great job. <laughs> I love that. I put it yeah. in the front of our October. He's episode. a good guy. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So Thanksgiving, go see it. Hey, this is a little off topic. Uh, there's no way to segue this in, but I wanted to plug, um, James A. Castor, who is obviously going to be in the new Ghostbusters, uh, Frozen Empire movie. Very funny comedian. His podcast off menu, which we've listened to a couple episodes. It's a food podcast. He had Paul Rudd on, uh, for the, it's the, they, they do like blocks of episodes. So this is like series 10 and this was their finale. Um, it's very funny. It's really great. I recommend everybody go listen to it. Him and his co-hosts are very funny. Paul Rudd is just the best. But I thought what was funny was the first question James A. Caster asked him was about Endgame. And he asked him why. He goes, okay, I'm not going to do his accent. because I'll put the, the, I shouldn't do that. But James A. Caster asked Paul Rudd in Endgame, in the final battle, when Scott Lang goes to hotwire the van and then the next cutaway, you see giant man fighting everybody. Yeah. Why? How did that happen? And Paul Rudd's like, it's a fuck up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he, he's like, that's your first question. I thought it was hilarious. So yeah. Are we going on? Are we going on that show? Are we lined up for so that's that? That's a fuck up. Nothing. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's a fuck up. Um, I would, I would, you know, I don't think we're, they got some pretty high profile. I'm sure they guests. appreciate our plug. Yeah. Now they're gonna get some downloads. Um <laughs> it was good though. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the show, what they do is they bring in a guest and ask them to to design their dream uh menu, their dream meal. So they'll say, Okay, what are you starting with? What is your dream appetizer? What is your your iconic starter? Mm-hmm. Or when Dan Aykroyd was on the show, he just talked for 45 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. it's epic go mm-hmm. listen to it yeah that Dan um, Aykroyd episode is the only one I've heard but it was impressive 
Yeah. Yep. Spoiler alert. Paul Rudd's dream starter is a very basic Caesar salad. And they were like, only one other guest ever has picked Caesar salad as their starter. And guess who it was? Who Dan was it? Dan it was Dan. Oh, <laughs> wow. And, and Paul goes, oh, all right. Well, I'll have something to talk about him uh, with him at work tomorrow. <laughs> That's amazing. Was it like a Caesar where they build it at the table for you? Or they did get into the. He, you know what? You guys go listen. Right. I'm not going to oh, recount the entire episode. Paul Rudd hates ketchup and mustard. Just spoiler. Alert. Um, but uh, I I get it. All right, guys. So um, other housekeeping notes. So you know it's getting near the end of the year. We've had a big year. We've had a lot of fun, and uh, there's stuff that is coming up sooner rather than later, finally, uh, that we're really excited about having to do with Ghostbusters and, and stuff we have been uh, prepping for uh, for fro- what is now Frozen Empire. And uh, I'll just say stay tuned. Stay tuned to YHS social media for, for updates. Yeah. Um, we, we've got some really cool stuff planned. We've been cooking. We've been cooking. We've been cooking our dream meal. Starter, Ghostbusters. Appetizer. <laughs> Ghostbusters too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a moose bouche. Will it be enough to share? Hey, what is a moose bouche? It's like a little plate that has a couple different offerings on it. Um, oh. to start at the meal that's like not ordered, but it's with like a prefix menu. So we got some of that. You got some excited. of those. And it's um, also supposed to be something that like is playful and fun for the eyes to take in as much as it is to taste. Yeah, and it's fu- it's fucked up. I was going to ask you guys what you're most thankful for this year, but I don't know if any of us can really talk about it. So we'll just k- keep moving on. <laughs> I'm sick of yeah. not having it. I'm sick of it. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah. But it's going to be good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So Jake, you mentioned earlier Halloween Horror Nights. We all went. Yeah. Uh, we went closer to Halloween, almost the end of October. Um, and we 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 had done an episode where we talked about all the houses and what we were anticipating. Um, and now we, st- we, we didn't want to leave you guys hanging. We wanted to make sure that we made our, our podcast, uh, what do you call it? When you make a promise and you keep it, what's that called? Um, being a good person. Followed through. Yeah, we're following through. Thank you. Uh, we wanted Making to. Making good on our promise. We wanted to rank our, our houses because we go every year and it's a big part of what we do. And, uh, we're going to do that right now. Yeah, we are. That's why I wore okay. the sweatshirt. Okay. Which has the Universal Monsters on it. Did anybody have trouble remembering any of the houses? Yeah. Uh, like up. eight of them. I listen, I I ranked mine before we like today. Yeah. And instead of ranking them like on how much fun I had in each each house, yeah. I basically ranked them on my level of remembering. same dude so like you know the the top few are the ones that i did like i guess the most because i remember the most about them okay but i'm gonna be honest with you a couple of these i'm like i don't i don't remember this at all there's one my number 10 yeah i literally don't remember anything about it well here's been over a month at this point and i'm just like some of them were pretty generic so right well, here's here's the good news. I got good news for you guys. Okay. I made my ranking like the night after. I I meant to, and I wow. and I think it's a better idea to do that. 
I also just, remember just kept eluding me. When I remembered, yeah. I remembered this. When I told you guys my ranking, you both said it was stupid and wrong. So I'm excited. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited about well, that, and also congratulations up, on doing your homework the earliest of all. Well, of us. let's. We should get into it. All right. Well, Jake, we should, we'll just go ten to one, and we'll sure. You know, we'll figure. We're, it out. Worst okay. to best. Okay. All right. So, Jake, you go first. What was okay. The, so, so my number, my number ten, one that I don't remember anything about it is Blood Moon. Um, I don't. The name Blood Moon sounds like it would be werewolves. I do not remember a werewolf house. Okay. I don't remember what was in this house at all. If anybody can jog my memory, but it's my number 10 because I don't fucking even remember what it was. Heard that, Blood Moon. Um, so I have the Horror Nights wiki here. Okay. It has a very long description. These descriptions oh. of each house are longer than the time it takes to walk through the house. <laughs> Um, but I believe Blood Moon was witches, was it not? It was a cult-like thing. There were there was corn, there was okay. blood, and there was. A I cult. remember some corn. I remember some. Yeah, corn. I have okay. this a little lower on my list. Not to. It was a anything. cult in a colonial era village. Um. Okay. Like it's it's possible if I would have made this list right after it would be higher because right. that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. I have a bad memory. And some of these are just gelling together. You know me. what, though? Totally. I think, but I remember it was one of our the last houses we went to, which probably is why I have a increased I think it memory was the of last it. And I enjoyed it most because I was like chilled out. I think Blood Moon was the reason it's higher. On, I have it. Blood Moon is number four because I believe Blood Moon was the one where at the end you walk through a church. Yeah, my, it's at six for me. And there's two. There's pews. And I liked that. Because mm-hmm. I've never been to church. That was pretty cool. All right. It's pretty scary. Well, um, what's, your, right. what, what's y'all's number 10? Abby, what do you got number 10 here? Uh, number Excuse me. Coming in at number 10, Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. Ah, yes, yes. That yeah. is also my number 10, Yeah, which I is think, like a circus kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it, I think I was set up for failure with this because I had just listened to Revival uh, by Stephen King and Something <laughs> Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury. So I was mm. like ready to see people like come to life from the sound of music and electricity and like all this shit. Um, and like to see like a, like a, uh, the traveling like tent show revival thing. Um, none of that was in this. This was a rehash of some other <laughs> you gotta stop writing horror nights fan fiction. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be really fucking cool if they were to do revival as a house. I mean, that would be incredible or as a movie or a TV series or something, but <laughs> I was not going to get the dark carnival that I wanted. What I got was uh, a mishmash rehash of some other clown stuff. And that's kind of what I, what I, now I believe Dr. Oddfellow has, um, he's like a recurring character at horror nights. He was like the mascot. Yeah. He was the, yeah, he was kind of the mascot this year. I think. Um, okay. My number 10 this year, uh, or was Oddfellow. Uh, my number nine exorcist. (gasps) Me too, samesies. You didn't look at my list? No. Dude, I this is my list. Oh, don't look at it. More specifically, Exorcist Believer. <laughs> or the Man, believer. I, I have Exorcist way higher. Okay. Even even though I hated that movie, I have the house way higher. My number nine was Oddfellow. So Okay, so we're all okay. about we're we can we can skip and see what Abby's number eight is. Yeah, and we'll, yeah. Jake, when you get to Exorcist, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more. All right, yeah, go Abby. Naturally. 
doing it. I like it. Okay. So yeah, yeah I said number nine was the Exorcist Believer House. Number eight for me is The Darkest Deal. This was one that was like a playing songs, like making a deal with the oh, devil, devil right. down to Georgia, yeah. like uh-huh. selling your soul for music. And I just felt like maybe the beginning of the house was a little bit focused, but it just kind of like spiraled out by the time he got to the end. It wasn't really a cohesive story. Um, so for that reason, I'm giving it number eight. Um, I To me, I'm like, just how much could it be to license out the plot of devil went down to Georgia? Just do that. Just have a fucking dueling fiddle Charlie, contest. Charlie like, it doesn't Daniels. have to be Charlie Daniels' song. Okay. Uh, who's next? Well, that was Abby's. That Abby, that was your that number was my eight. eight. Yeah. Yes, Craig, have eight. you done your number eight? No, my number eight. Your, yeah, do your eight, and then I'll do my, my number eight, eight. Was the Yeti? Um, and the I specifically. The old, the Yeti house from three years ago or four years ago was one of my favorites, and I thought this one just didn't live up to it. So it, did, it was uh, down on the list. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jacob, what do you got? My number eight is Dueling Dragons. Okay. Um, I just thought it was dumb. <laughs> I just thought it was like it was to me, it was the most generic looking. <laughs> like it literally looked like Game, Game of Thrones masks, you know. Yeah. versus devil masks and Mm -hmm. it just was not i was like i was i went into that one thinking it was gonna be fun because i thought it was a cool throwback to the old ride the dueling dragons and it was to me just the stupidest thing (laughs) i love the (laughs) idea of writing lore for a roller coaster yeah me too some things don't fucking need lore yeah it did not to me it didn't work so yeah that's my number eight like we know how the roller coaster was built I liked how in the did not involve two dragons. You did have to make a choice halfway through, of which yeah, like, which way to go? Yeah, which way close. Yeah. You like the choice, so cool. you get to make a choice. So that's fun. Um, okay. Um, did you say your number eight? Craig? Yeah, mine was Yeti. So then I'll up, go seven. Yep. Which is to echo what Jacob just said: dueling dragons. Uh, yeah, okay. it felt like um some leftover ice uh king or whatever the villain from uh Game of Thrones was. Yeah, that dude. Um, the Ice Kings from Adventure Time. Anyway, uh, it was not good. And like I just said, uh, not everything needs that kind of lore and history. And it just didn't seem to match up for me. And there was no duel that like actually <laughs> duel. There isn't any dueling action. It's hard when you're talking about dragons because they're very big. And it was like a guy in a dragon mask. Although my dueling dragons is much higher on my list. I remember it was one of the reasons <laughs> you guys yelled at me. Um, Metal. <laughs> okay so that was my, my seven my number seven ten and nine is the universal monsters unmasked mm-hmm. um i don't really remember much about it other than i think that here's what i'll say when you have the universal monsters property i feel like there's so much you could do with it because you're talking about the most iconic characters in horror movie history dracula frankenstein's monster the mummy etc um, and they always like overthink it. It doesn't feel like Universal Monsters. It feels like something else. Yeah. Uh, to me, I'm like, I want this. It thing was all. Like- it was also like D tier Universal Monsters. Yeah. You know, yeah. No like, Dracula. No Wolfman. It 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 was like the Hunchback, the Phantom of the Opera, and I think the Mummy or the Invisible There's Man or something. It's like all right. Right. It's like the. You know, you want Luke and Darth Vader and Princess Leia and Han Solo, but they gave us fucking Poe Dameron. 
They gave us a Poe Dameron haunted horror house. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So I've got that one. It's coming up soon. All right. So you're down to number six. I've got yep. number six. I've already mentioned that I had this one at a, a lower ranking than Jacob did. Blood Moon, Dark Offering. Um, that one had really good jump scares and anything with an occultic type feeling and like anything with that cornfield like autumnal vibe to it i i kind of just like and right. uh so i i enjoyed that one it was also one of our last houses of the night so i was just like kind of like relaxed and chilled out at that point which i've mentioned so it was like oh i really enjoyed this i guess we should say this because we haven't said this yet we maybe should have started with this horror nights is amazing all of these houses are very fun actually yeah like it's, so yeah. we're being like hypercritical we're being was, critical they're all fun this was yeah. my favorite Horror Nights ever. We got great food. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. yeah. I ate a something. I remember eating something. It was really good. Pizza. Surfer board pizza. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Jacob, what's your next one? Uh, my number seven is the 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 Devil Went Down to Georgia one. Okay. Darkest. Yeah, pretty much what you guys say. Um, I'll go ahead and do my six because we just talked about it. Number six is the Universal Monsters. Okay. All the same reasons. It's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, my number six was darkest deal. So mm -hmm. uh, we're getting into the, the top right. five. We're here. all, we're, we're all pretty close on most. Pretty close. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, what? So Abby's number five. number five. Yeah, sure. And this is going to be on the territory that we just tread uh, universal monsters unmasked. Just, gotcha. yeah, the distinct lack of um, like the recognizable characters, Dracula, Wolfman, et cetera. Right. All right, here we go. So we're getting into the top five. My number five was stranger things um it, it's top five it was good i had fun you know season four of stranger things is is really great the vecna stuff is great the the you know the mansion and the, the well, what's the guy's name that's playing the guitar all the time that guy eddie eddie <laughs> you mean like every dude at Dragon Con? Yeah, what are all those guys at Dragon Con dressed like with the shirt? Yeah, um, I thought the I thought the Stranger Things house was pretty good. I, to me, we've we said this a million times, Jake, but like, you want no matter what, you want the IPs, you want the 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 real properties, the real movies, the original stuff can be really fun. What are you doing? This is a just put your oh my foot on the you thing. Keep shaking the entire table. That. Hey, the role reversal, wow. folks. Enjoy that. Look at that. <laughs> um, so yeah, Stranger Things was my number five. Uh, Jake, go for it. My number five was The Exorcist, and even though you know we we talked about the movie, we all know what we think about the movie, but it still had things that I recognized, and it made me think of the Exorcist. You know, it's got it's a lot of imagery of The Exorcist, so I had a little more fun in that one than the previous here's what i'll say for any horror nights house that is like when you're in like a house when it looks like the house from a movie it's always yeah. cool to me that's yeah. always better because it's like you're like in a big sound stage and sometimes you kind of lose the like when you're in a house with a ceiling and i don't know it's just cool yeah yeah so all right so it's literally in the name haunted house to have a house. It should be a house. Yeah. I don't want it to be a haunted hotel. train station. Yeah. yeah. No, I do want hotel is cool. Well, Get it. Give me everything haunted. Yeah. Um okay. Abigail. Number four. Yeah. All right. I've got the Yeti at number four. Um, 
again, it's like Scream. The the original was so good that all the sequels can't quite recapture it. And I just felt like there was some like steam missing from it. Um, and I just loved it that year that we went probably five years ago or something. 2019. Yeah. 2019 with Ryan Dole. I thought that was. And AJ. Yeah. And AJ. Shout out to AJ. Um, and Hal. And Hal. Always. <laughs> Hal was just up here. Got dinner for Hal. It was great. Got dinner for dinner for Hal. A new Broadway play from YJ. Uh, dinner for Hal. <laughs> Check please. Um. So yeah, that's it. Number four, Yeti. Cool. Number four, Yeti. Um. My number four was Blood Moon. We talked about it already. I love walking through those church pews. Thought it was cool. It doesn't take much to impress me. Awesome. <laughs> Literally, I'm describing seats. Look at those <laughs> seats. These people just sit down. It's pretty cool. Um. All right, Jake, why don't you start us off with your number three? Well, I'll do my number four first. Um, My number four is Stranger Things. And I was kind of bummed out that they were doing a Stranger Things house because I feel like they've done it's like the maybe the third year in a row or maybe they might have skipped a year. But this is the third Stranger Things house I've been in. And I I'm bored of it. I, I think there's plenty of other things to do instead of doing the same IP over and over. But that being said, it was one of like two of the houses in particular were so like it just felt like they spent so much more work on them and put more into them. They felt longer. And Stranger Things was one of those. It was really well done. So that's my number four. Cool. Yeah, it's you can tell when the house is like uh, like because some of them you go through really quickly. And then yeah. some, like one, a couple that we're going to talk about, like it, it's like it's more of a longer experience. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when you have the express path, by the way, I cannot imagine we're spoiled. People are shooting fireworks outside. Happy Thanksgiving, I guess. Uh, when you get that express pass and you don't have to wait more than 10 minutes for any of these, like I, I almost feel bad for the people who are like waiting two and a half hours to go through like the Stranger Things house. It's just it's yeah. too much. We're self-aware enough to know that having a ranking and having to think of bad ones. They're not really bad, which you already talked about. Like you might go and only do three houses. You you can only rank three. (laughs) What was your favorite one? Blood Moon. We did that twice. And then Dueling Dragon. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Abigail, number three. Uh, Number three, I have The Last of Us. I I think, I guess it's more like how much should I like the property is almost how I'm gauging this because I I remember that house and I thought it was fun. Um, And I really like that show. So I, I put it a little bit lower down at number three. I uh, yeah, uh, I have Last of Us as number three as well. I think so zombies. Yeah, I think zombies are just a great. They're great for the haunted house type setting and the clickers and all the. I thought the creature design in there was was really good. Yeah. Um, well, it to me to me it's the other house other than Stranger Things that felt like they spent the most time. It it felt like the most creative. It felt like they put the most, some of these houses are just like turn around the corner and somebody in a shitty mask jumps out at you. But like stranger things and uh, last of us specifically felt like those were the two they knew they were doing a whole year in advance and had been like working on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's like real set design to begin with that it's based off of. So I think, the people working on it put a lot of care and love into it sure. and are able yeah. to like really get a good vibe. And it was more and based on the game than the show. I mean, they're pretty similar, but I think it felt like some of the stuff. I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> How's that show. game, Craig? Do you like the game? It's fucking great. I mean, actually, you, I did, did. you know what? You did play 
I, I almost beat the first one and I played like half of the second one, which is because, monumental. Can that, I say why you stopped? Because you're scared of the clickers. That's not, that's not why. Yes. Why? Okay, I played the whole game and then stopped because like, guys, <laughs> I've almost beat this game, but I'm too goddamn scared I'm of these clickers. clickers. It's over. Get them too out of intense. here. All right, we're down to our top two. Abigail. All right, number two for me uh, has already been mentioned by Jacob. I gave uh, the number two spot to Stranger Things. I distinctly liked um, the Eddie spot, like where there's a bunch of like it's like lightning and like music and all Metallica. that. Metallica. Yeah, Metallica. Sorry, I was being interrupted by my cat, Gene. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah, I would I put Stranger Things uh, number two because for the same reason, it's a property that I care about. Therefore, I'm going to recognize the things that I'm surrounded by, and I'll remember it more. And it was memorable and just well designed. Yeah, they put some time into it. There you go. Um, we already talked about my number two. Maybe thinking about it a little bit further. This wouldn't be my number two, but I just I'll just go with my list. Uh, Dueling Dragons. Oh my <laughs> fucking god! You're such Shit. a dad. I'm such a dad. I like Leonardo and Dueling Dragons. Okay, well, listen. All right, we already talked about it. It's it was fun. I thought it was fun. It, you know what? Here's what it is. This is what I'll say. Did all the costumes look like kind of ripoffs of like Game of Thrones? Yes. But I didn't realize it until you guys pointed it out. So when I first went through it, I was like, oh, this is cool. These like ice creatures and like they're battling. That's really neat. And then you guys it was like Game of Thrones. I was like, oh, it kind of was. Dragons. <laughs> I didn't know. I just didn't know. There's also like, is were there any dragons in dueling dragons? I don't know. No, it was mostly like <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Sure, I think there was a. I think in the last room, there's like a big dragon. Mm -hmm. Um, gladiator type stuff going on. Okay, a couple funny things. I'm on the Dueling Dragons Wikipedia right now for the for the house, Mm -hmm. and the picture they have, it's got the front sign, and it just says five minute wait, which is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And this was all night long. Five minute wait. It says mm-hmm. dueling dragons, choose thy fate. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ten haunted houses. Um uh two warlocks of great power were turned into dragons after trying to make Merlin's take Merlin's spell book. Now you and your friends are caught in their epic battle. You must too choose- much. That's too much story. That's too much story for one house. Do you guys remember I don't what remember? Happened? I don't remember Merlin at all. Dueling no. dragons needs to decide what the actual plot is here for Merlin. the house. The the you guys missed the pre-show where Merlin's like, oh, where's that goddamn spell book? I know I left it over here somewhere. <laughs> all right, number one house. I think we all have the same one, which is great. I haven't done my number two yet. All in alignment, go, but Jake has to do his number. Why do I get so confused? Like, it's okay. It's because we're counting backwards. Go ahead, Jacob. Jacob, number two. My number two, um, you guys have both already talked about, and it was Yeti. And I I, I agree that it wasn't the greatest house and that the first Yeti was better. But it was still like all these most of these houses are just people in costumes, human sized people in humanoid costumes. But at least in Yeti, you have like bigger creatures happening. You know what I mean? It's like the settings a little different. The the scares are a little different. It wasn't the best, 
but to me it was one of the more memorable ones it it stood out like where is blood moon dealing dragons and the the blues one all kind of like (laughs) they all merge into the same house for me right um yeti stands out a little bit so i put yeti in number was the was the Yeti house when we were in line and we got to see the shift change? Yeah. I don't know. The bear? What... <laughs> Wasn't there a big bear that went yeah. in? We saw that all of them sense. coming out and all the new ones going in and everybody clapped. Yeah. It was really yeah. funny. Shift change. We got a new bear. Oh, <laughs> uh, which bear did you get? Oh, we got the one that was like six, six. So, oh, dude, <laughs> we got, we got the six, it's four bear. bear. Yeah. yeah <laughs> a lot of competition to be the bear. Oh, that was so funny. Um, all right, let's uh let's number do- one, we all got the same thing. In, since we do, instead of saying it, why don't we wrap it? That sounds like you're going to. Gonna- <laughs> yeah, we all know it's not a real rap, it's not gonna be embarrassing. We know the song. C H U C K. Why don't you come out and wait in the line for this haunted house? Whoa. Chucky, he's back. Chucky. Not hey Charles Lee Ray. Not the best house. But the funnest house. The, I had the most fun in that house. It's yeah. like a bunch of animatronic Chuckies cursing at you. The line was really fun, uh, you know, with like Chucky on the TV yelling yeah. at you and being yeah. annoyed that uh, USA or whatever won't let him say fuck. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, there was the big, the giant Chucky. And I don't know, like it, it wasn't scary at all, but it was just like it's a Chucky house. How could this not be the best thing ever? To me, what makes the house so good is the same reason the Ghostbusters house was so good and why the Killer Clowns house was so good. The color scheme, the the iconography is so you, a lot of the other houses, the reason they run together because it's a lot of the same. It's dark, there's smoke, there's fog yeah. and blood. But this is like bright yellow. Brand recognition yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Chucky. There's a giant Chucky. Chucky in there. Chucky dolls all over the place. Chucky yeah. everywhere. It made me really want, um, similar to the Guardians of the Galaxy, the adventure um, at Epcot, whatever the name of that ride is. Yeah. It uh, made me want to have a, a roller coaster that was uh, Child's Play themed and have Chucky be like your little be the voice of like riding around and like have it kind of look like the um the roller coaster the dark roller coaster from Chucky Three the one that no I w- Abby I want it to be like the ET ride where you're on a bike and he's sitting in the front there's like little animatronic <laughs> Chucky sitting in the front yeah and you're he's on a journey you. with him yeah yeah hell yeah I think we're on to something here <laughs> like you think the whole thing is like weird fucking doll man you're going through a tour of a toy the toy factory. And Chucky's your guide. Oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah he was you in a vat of plastic. And no matter what, like it's the same thing with ET. They ask for your name, yeah. but he still just calls you Andy. He calls he everybody you, Andy. Tells you to fuck Andy. off. <laughs> fuck you, Andy. Hope you didn't have to wait too long for the ride. I promise you, it ain't gonna last much longer. <laughs> He's just stabbing you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So we invented a new ride. Hey, the Chucky Chucky House was awesome. They've Chucky done a Chucky. Yeah, Chucky House ruled. They did a as the number one child's play podcast. What do they call the skill zone? zone? Scare zone. Scare zone. Skill zone. That sounds like a work thing. I don't like that. Uh we don't have to talk about the scare zones, but the, the one that was cool this year was the the Woodstock, like the hippie vampires. That was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah they were all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I I uh I think Horror Nights is better when there's more IPs. The last couple of years, 
none of the scare zones have been IPs. Right. Usually the IP scare zones are really fun and really right. cool. And they haven't mm-hmm. been doing that. Um, but I think part of it has been budget, uh, COVID reasons and stuff like that. I'm, I'm hoping next year the scare zones kind of. Yeah, it it's missing that element. I, I guess I'm always hearkening back to the Chucky scare zone, the Chuck's place scare zone, where he was like roasting everybody from a, a little puppetry stage. Yeah. I mean, the killer fun. clowns scare zone. And yeah. the trick or treat scare zone were just amazing, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it gets me excited. I mean, once we get through, like Horror Nights is a fun. Like we went to Disney the day before Horror Nights. You get there at six. You're there till two in the morning. By the yeah. end of it, you are just beat because it's yeah. a lot. Because not only we did ten rides, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, ten houses and houses. Mm-hmm. And then we also did the Gringotts ride, hung out at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. We also mm-hmm. did the Mummy ride. Yeah. We yep. also played Carnival games. Mm-hmm. That is a lot to pack into one evening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So overall, it was great. Um. As we get closer to next year, but maybe what we'll do is because there's usually leaks and rumors in the spring, and we kind of have to look at like what movies are coming out next year, what horror movies are coming out. We could maybe start predicting what we would want um for 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 houses next thanksgiving year thanksgiving scare zone i mean it could happen they could do a thanksgiving house it would be really fun <laughs> yeah it'd be great it'd be great um but i'm not really sure what horror movie uh releases are coming out in 2024 so we'll, we'll have to kind of take a look we'll something. Some, yeah take some mm-hmm. predictions um oh you know what when did they do that beetlejuice house it two was, years ago yeah i think so well, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be during COVID, right. and then yeah, because he had a mask on. Well, they kind of canceled Horror Nights, so then they moved it to the next year. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at horror movies for next year. Uh, Salem's Lot, supposedly. <laughs> Eventually, that's never, that's never coming out. Uh, I wish they do a Rise of the Evil Dead. Maxine next year. That would be cool if they did like a like an. Have they done an A twenty four house before? No, I don't know. They're probably not gonna. A twenty four is a word too. No, Universal elevated. Mm -mm. But uh, I'm assuming there'll be a Five Nights at Freddy's house though. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, you can assume that. Maybe a Goosebumps house or something. Right. Um. Okay. Hey, everybody. This was fun. Abigail, do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, this was really fun. Um, but we have to go and eat some Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I hope everyone out there is having a good night and enjoying this podcast. I know it makes me happy to sit down and do this on a holiday, uh, because I love you guys and it's nice just to chat and to do the thing that we do, um, in kind of a, a nice chill space yeah, um so i good. hope everyone out there is experiencing the same chill well we love movies and we love doing the stuff that we do we, we're it's exciting and fun to be able to share it with you guys uh shout out by the way to who was it was it Hal this week who pointed out that jake i don't know if you knew this if you saw it in our, our group chat but that the original ghostbusters 2 children's storybook was written by rl stein i think it was aj but yeah mm. I saw I saw that. that that's it, that's pretty it was crazy. Under his, that. It was he it was one of his alternate names or his it's not his real name, but his other nom de plumes. Yeah. Uh, something something else, Stein, but I looked it up and it's I think it was his I think it was just was it not just was it Gertrude? What the R and L or it was just not um Ralph Lauren Stein. 
Yeah, it was just, yeah, <laughs> no. some, uh, whatever, you know. So his name's Robert Lawrence Stein, but it's credited as Jovial Bob Stein, which is another one of his names. Um, That's a red flag alarm for a fake name. Jovial Bob? Jovial Bob. Yeah. Doesn't he make jovial. cars? It's a good Doesn't he rip people off? <laughs> he like, like, jovial. <laughs> Hi, I'm jovial. <laughs> I'm jovial Bob. Um, he, he's got a series of books called uh, uh, what's what's an alternate name like a synonym for goosebumps? I can't think of one. All right, good talk, Jacob. Anything else? No, that's it. You know, go go watch Thanksgiving. Go Jovial's to, go chicken to Halloween skin. horror nights. Chicken skin. Ugh, that just sounds gross. Um. Yeah, no, had fun, fun, uh, fun weekend last weekend, fun time at Horror Nights and fun time at the movies. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I looked up synonyms for um, goosebumps. So, there's cold shivers, cold creeps, heebie jeebies. I like cold creeps, goose flesh. I've never heard anybody say I got the cold creeps. Ooh, Mm-mm. that gave me the cold creeps. That sounds like a good treat you can get at Horror Nights. <laughs> Thanks, Jovial Bob, for all the cold creeps books. <laughs> Jovial Bob will be back next week. Um, Jovial Bob is Silent Bob's cousin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Silent Bob. Jovial Bob's here. He's here writing books. Um, so listen, here's what's on the uh, docket for the rest of the year. Obviously, tune in to Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. event for us, uh, Toy Anxiety. Weird sentence, but we're just going to keep going on. Toy Anxiety every uh, <laughs> Tuesday at 9.30 is what I meant to say, uh, live uh, on the Toy Anxiety YouTube channel. More Ghostbusters Frozen Empire countdown content from us, including Ghostbusters Radio Live. Once the movie starts coming out, uh, once the movie starts coming out, once the movie's out. Well, they release it in little pieces. You get like 20 <laughs> minutes in the next yeah. month. Yeah, another 20 minutes. You get little NFTs. Uh, we're going to hope to have some interviews. We have a whole list of people that I want to uh, hopefully get on the podcast to interview and talk to about Frozen Empire. Super excited about that. And uh, stay tuned for, for more from YHS. Abigail, we plug the Patreon real quick. Yeah, absolutely. For just $5 a month, um, you can help support us and partake in our like extra, like the the cream of the crop, the good stuff um, at the at the top that rises, which is our uh, Patreon content. <laughs> okay. Why are you there just you doing a Macho Man thing right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Is that a Macho Man thing? I would cream have no idea. The, cream of the crop hey, and then the cream you rises. Know why? You're just word for word saying a Macho Jacob, Man. Jacob, reason is I've got corn on the brain because there's a fucking musical called cruncher shuck shuck called shuck, shuck. and listen jacob the music is out. fucking good it's about corn and it's about the corn kid i think well Phenomenon. I we, we talked about it when we were in new yeah, york we saw the posters well, in new york. okay so the point of my story is that that was there was a small segment where they performed today on the macy's thanksgiving day parade so okay. corn is on the brain gotcha all right so that's what i was like my like yeah, cream of the crop. I looked at Abby's phone earlier. She was on Cornhub. I was on Cornhub, dude. <laughs> With a K, though. Yeah, it's a new metal news music <gasps> site. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. I'm a moderator on that. Site. <laughs> on Cornhub, yeah. <laughs> guys, you run a new metal YouTube channel. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Before we get started, click that subscribe button, hit those bell notifications. Major news from Jonathan Davis coming up. Will he be putting the kilt away for good? Stay tuned for more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. Patreon.com slash you guys have some, all the bonus content and uh, the Discord. And I even posted something in the uh, the old exclusive Patreon Instagram today, a video I never posted from a time we went to London. 
England. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jake and I went to Paddington Station. We had a nice time. <laughs> yeah. You'll never we know did. what you're gonna get. You never know what's gonna happen when I'm I've never seen a Paddington movie, but I've met his Me statue. Either, yeah. So all right, everybody. Flocked. He's so it's flocked, f- folks. He's flocking great. Uh for Jacob Walsh, Abigail Gardner, and myself, thank you so much for being part of the YHS universe. I'll tell you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for more from the podcast. Until next time, have a happy, healthy Thanksgiving and uh, may all your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Bye. Buy as many toys as you like. Yes. Bye. Stay, t- your Thanksgiving. Stay, stay tough, Marshmallow family.